Welcome back to Expressions of Destiny podcast. This is Jennifer. Today is Teachable Tuesday. And you guys, I really need to apologize because we missed last week. Um, I struggled with this episode. I I kept thinking, should I upload it now or should I just wait until Tuesday? But I wanted to stay on schedule. So, you know, life happens. There was so much going on last week. I just could not get to recording it. But it is here and I'm excited to share with you um, this week's tip for your businesses. Um, I really want to dive into the subject of uh, customer service. I know we've done uh, a different episode on this before, but there's always new things Um, to be learned. And there's always examples that we can continue to re-listen to because it's, it's a shifting of our mindset and the way that we think, the way that we deal with people. And so sometimes we have to hear it over and over again in order to get into that discipline or that mode um, or way of thinking, you know, because when issues arise with our customers and even our staff, sometimes we can just um, take off, you know, 100 miles per hour not stop and think about the situation, but just uh, react instead of respond. And so um, I always feel it's very important to go over these examples again. So first of all, here is one of the questions that, um, and you'll see this in the title of this episode, but is the customer always right? And I hear this all the time. And for some reason, when this question comes up in a um, group, you know, uh, maybe it's in a a networking event, a classroom, a meeting, but that phrase, the customer is always right. It really seems to bring out the passion in people, um, both positive and negative. And we, we just get very passionate about this, about responding to this. And I've seen that the people who respond um, negatively towards this phrase, which is okay, there's nothing wrong with that, but they get so passionate and so demanding about their response. They're more upset about maybe the way that they've been treated in a similar situation. So it becomes personal, you know, and when we ask this question in a group setting, and I've done it several times, you know, over the years is that um, you can't get a straight yes or no answer. It's always Uh, oh, no, 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 because of this, or, oh, absolutely, yes, they are because of this. Um, Someone is always ready to share their response on this, and I'd love to hear your responses as well. There's no right or wrong answer. It's all about the way that we approach these situations, and it's learning how to approach them, really. And let me give you a little bit of background. The history of the statement um, or the phrase, the customer is always right, was actually started way back by uh, two particular gentlemen, and it wasn't, um, I don't believe they they started this together. I think it was just something where, you know, it, it was an idea that they both had. And um, they just happened to start at the same time. So nobody really knows where it originated or who it originated from. But the two people were um, Selfridge, who was, it was Selfridge's department store, um, which was in the United Kingdom. And then you had Marshall Field. And we all know Marshall Field, those of us that are in the U.S., that was uh, founded in Chicago. And so this this phrase was coined by these two gentlemen. Um, nobody, Like I said, nobody knows which one of them actually started it first. But um, it was really so that we could show that our customers were special to us and 
just show respect. And it would kind of raise the morale of the store, um, the customers, the employees. Um, it was really just a way of treating them. Not to say that they are absolutely right all the time, because there are those situations, you know, that we know very well is not correct or, you know, something um, is not really the store's fault and it may be that the, the customer is just angry. But it was really just to, to train their people on how to be respectful and how to treat the customer with the utmost respect. So when when people ask this question, I usually sit in a group and most are like, no, the customer's not always right. Oh, absolutely not. Nope, not not at all. And then I'm the last I'm the last one standing, right? That will come out and say, well, I do. I believe the customer is always right. But but the the way that I always love to state it is, I believe that the customer is always right, even when they're wrong. And there's a way to show them that. And it's really just in the way that you interact with that person. Because the initial response, the customer already believes that they're right. So we can state the customer is right, even when they're wrong. And I want to go ahead and help them through this situation. Because if they can help understand, if I can help them understand how I see it, and they can go ahead and voice, you know, their opinion and voice their uh, frustration and their grievance without me lashing out and attacking them with what I feel is right, we both have a right to speak. We both have a right to explain, you know, what the situation is. And we both have a right to come to a resolve together. And so it's okay to say that the customer is always right. I just believe that some people have taken that too far in thinking that they can get away with stuff. But when you sincerely have customers who are just unaware, you know, of the situation or what just happened or um, didn't really receive what they expected or maybe they were misinformed, um, whatever the situation is, whatever happened, it can be resolved. And that is the whole point of this. So is the customer always right? You will hear me say yes. Customer is always right, even when they're wrong. I want to give you a couple of examples, and and I have told uh, a few of these stories before. So if you've been listening and you've heard them before, just bear with me because um, they really help us to understand how to uh, turn these negative situations within our business into positives and really operate in the way that we're supposed to be operating. So the biggest thing and the number one, number one focus that I always have and I always try to teach other people is to show empathy. Really just try to listen. Hear them out. Don't become impatient with them. It may take a little bit longer than what you expected, but that's what you're there for, right? You are the employee. You are there to serve the customer. So why can't we stop and listen? Well, here's the issue. We don't stop and listen because a lot of times we struggle with people not listening to us. And so our flesh or our defense comes up and we want to just immediately attack and we forget our position in the moment. This is why we have issues with employees who, um, you know, get angry and upset and, and lash out at people uh, while they're on the floor. They're irritated. They're frustrated. And it may, and it may have nothing to do with the customer. The customer has done nothing to them, but they may have had issues at home before they came into work. They may be dealing with a, with a manager, a supervisor, or another um, co-worker. 
that is giving them grief about something. They may feel like, you know, they're way behind in their work. They're not going to get done. There are so many things that could be a factor in that. You know, if it's stress, um, if they're dealing with a sick family member, personal issues, any of those things. Or maybe they're just not feeling well themselves. And they forget that they are in a position. They are currently in a position to serve the employee. I'm sorry, to serve the customer as the employee. And they allow all these other things to take over and to cause them to just be human. It happens, you know, and sometimes we need to do a redirect and it's learning how to redirect those things because we have to remember that in the moment, if a customer approaches us, I need to leave all that on the side for a moment. I need to take care of them and then I can go take care of what I need to after that point because the customer has done nothing to you, nothing wrong to you. So in the same way, we have to show empathy with our customers. They come at us, they're cussing us out, they're fussing, they're angry, they're marching straight towards us, and we have no idea who this person is. We don't even know what the problem is because they're just so angry and upset that they can't even get the words out. The first thing that I do, and, and trust me, this takes a lot of patience, but the first thing I do is I stand there and I listen, and in my mind, I begin to say, you know what? They're not angry at me. They're angry at whatever has just happened to them. They're not only angry about the whole, you know, um, store problem. If it was a, a product or, you know, a purchase that they made or somebody just made them angry down another aisle, it doesn't, it's not just a store problem. They could have come from their own problems. They could have just encountered, you know, an argument or a fight with somebody else. Um, an issue with uh, at work, um, a personal problem at home. Um, their kids might be stressing them out. It doesn't matter what it is. They are being human and going through the same things that we go through. And so just as we can have a bad day, so can they. And so if we approach them with a, um, you know, I want to listen and hear what the problem is. But in our mind, we're saying, these people don't even know me. They're not angry at me. I didn't do anything to them. I've never even met this person before. They are angry about whatever just happened to them. Let me show some empathy and let me hear them out and see how I can help make their day better. How can I bring this um, cloud that is hovering over them to move and shift away and bring some sunshine into their life for a moment? Now that may sound like a fairy tale to a lot of y'all, but I can tell you it works. And I have been put in so many situations where I could have easily lashed out, walked away, quit my job, um, said, I don't deserve this. Why do I always get dumped on? Why are people always attacking me? I could have gone that route, but because I chose to show some empathy, we shifted that entire um, moment and atmosphere. And it became a moment of where they were apologizing to me. I'm going to give you some examples real quick. The first one that I want to share, I know I've shared this one before, but it is so important. I used to work at a grocery store, <clears throat> very well-known grocery store, and um, I was, you know, in charge of uh, helping to set up the back room, making sure all the groceries were, you know, in the right bins, making sure that the groceries were getting out to the customers that were on the drive waiting for them. It was a uh, pickup line, and I remember walking out one day, and it was just crowded, there were not enough parking spaces for the cars that were coming to pick up their groceries. Um, they were lined up. And there were only two of us that were running this this um, 
this drive. Um, I, I believe we were between shifts, and that's the reason why we didn't have enough people at the moment. We were waiting for the, the next people to come in, to, to hop in on that, that shift and bring help. And so as I'm helping one customer, this man steps out of his truck and he starts to shout and scream in front of everybody out there. He started fussing at me, cussing me out. I've been waiting here longer than all these people. I don't understand why my groceries aren't out. You know, um, you need to get my stuff now uh, before I go to management. He was irate. And the lady sitting in her car that I was helping felt so bad for me. She says, just why don't you just go ahead and go take care of him? You can come back and take care of me later. I'm not in a hurry. I said, no, ma'am. You were next in line, and I need to I need to take care of the customers in the order that they arrive. I will go and check on him as soon as I'm done with you. And I told him that. I said, sir, if you just give me a moment, let me finish up with this one customer, and I will make sure to come to you next so that we can find out what is going on with your order. Now, um, come to find out, somebody else had already checked on him, got his order number, or his name, I don't remember, ran in there and um, could not find it because what we do is we set up the orders by the door as as we are alerted that the customer has arrived. We have a handheld and it will tell us, you know, each customer in the time that they are arriving um, because they check in on the app. And so he was nowhere on the list because they couldn't find it for whatever reason. It's busy, right? We're human. They got distracted. They went and started fulfilling all the other orders so we wouldn't get backed up. So by the time I got done with the lady, I went up to him. He's still cussing me out. He is he is angry, red-faced angry. And I said, sir, let's go ahead and find out what's going on. If you just give me your name, I will go in and find your order and bring it out to you. You will be the only person that I'm serving right now. So I went back and he gave me his name. Still waiting outside the truck for me. He was not going to get back in his truck and calm down. I went back in. I found his order. He was nowhere on our handheld list. And so, um, and I'm going to, I'm going to let you know why he wasn't showing on the list after, you know, we get a little further, but he wasn't anywhere on the list, but I did find his order. I got all of his bins together and I brought them straight out to him. And as I'm approaching him, I could still see just this scowl on his face. He was still so angry. And I said, Sir, thank you so much for being patient with me. Um, I did find your order. Let's go ahead and get you loaded up, you know, so that you can be on your way. And I apologize for the time that it took. Um, I don't see your name on here. Did you check in on the app? And he responded kind of flustered. And he says, well, my, my wife checked in. And I just came to pick it up. And I said, okay, sir. Is the phone that you checked in with with you? Or does your wife have it? He says, it's my it's my wife's phone. She checked in for me, and I just came to pick it up. I said, okay, I understand what the problem is now with our system. The phone that you check in with will track uh, where you, um, not where you are, but how far you are from us. So as you're approaching, although we can't see the roads or the streets that you're on, we do see how many minutes out you are. So if you're getting closer, it'll say you're three minutes away, you're one minute away, um, or you have arrived. We were not able to see that because your wife is still sitting at home with the phone that she checked in on. Had you checked in on your phone, it would have tracked with you as you arrived at the store. 
And so this was a case where the customer was right because they checked in, but he wasn't right because there was some missing information there and they didn't understand how the process worked. I was able to explain that to him very calmly, very peacefully, and just say, but you know what? It's okay. Let's go ahead and get you loaded up. You know, I don't want to take any more of your time. And again, you know, just thank you for being patient with me because I want to make sure that we're able to to serve you and give you a good experience. By the time we got done loading his truck and he stepped out and helped me and everything, um, he says, you know what? I just want to apologize. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to go off on you. I've had a really rough day at work. Um, it's just been a long day. And then my wife asked me to pick up groceries. I just wanted to go home. And so this whole scenario could have turned into a him ranting and raving, being, you know, aggressive, um, making all the other customers feel uncomfortable. He could have ran into the store and complained and wanted to talk to, you know, management, supervisor, corporate, whatever it was. But when you are patient with people, and you sincerely just listen to them, you may find out that they, in their own mind, thought they were right. And although although they were partially right, there was still an issue. There was still something that was not done correctly according to the way that the store operates. And so now you're able to come to that resolve and say, okay, now I understand. Next time you need to come pick up groceries, tell your wife. Either send her with your with her phone or you put the app on your phone and you check in. Because it's going to track the phone that is that is coming to the store or the phone that has been um, checked in on. And so he learned a lesson that day. But at the same time, I didn't feel like, you know, I didn't make him feel like, why are you shouting and screaming at me? I'm here to get your groceries and um, I don't deserve to be treated like this. Forget it. You know what? Somebody else can serve you. That's not what we're supposed to do. We are supposed to calm down. And really do our best to serve that customer, even when they are angry and upset. Because you can shift a whole moment for that person. You don't know the change that you are making in someone's life. And I don't, um, I, I'm going to back that up. I was going to say I don't mean to make this sound like a ministry, but I do. Because that's, that's how we operate in our business. It is still a ministry. It is still serving people, caring for people, and showing them that we do this because we are called to do it. We love doing it, and you are important to us. And so just as we expect others to understand that we are human and we make mistakes, we need to do the same for others and not always be the ones. Because let me ask you this. Have you ever been in a store as a customer and you felt like you were right? Have you ever had a moment where you went off on an employee or you got angry about something because you were not being served the way that you expected to be served? We sit in both seats as business owners, employees, managers, and customers. We sit in both seats. We have had those moments where we expected to be treated with respect, knowing that we are correct and we are right in what we're saying. And we may even find out that we were wrong in the process. But how did that employee handle it? How did they take care of you? Here's a second story. Um, this one's a little bit simpler, easier, but, but it did have some, um, some struggles there. You know, there were some moments where I had to try to really figure out the best way to handle this. 
um, aside from, you know, our, our employee coaching and, and trainings, uh, customer service trainings and such, we, we have a small, uh, Etsy shop that my daughters and I, we just like to set it up and, um, upload designs and apparel and things like that. And we have customers on that side that we have to deal with. For the most part, we have a five-star rating on our shop. Um, everybody always loves the product when it comes out. I'm so grateful for the, the printing partner that we have that manages and handles those, those, um, orders for us. But, um, there was one particular customer that wanted something by a certain date. And I've made it very clear that I couldn't guarantee that it would arrive on time. Um, they had a trip that they were taking. Couldn't guarantee that they would arrive on, that it would arrive on time. Um, so that, so that person would have to just go ahead and order if they wanted to, but just know that if it doesn't come by the time they leave for their trip, um, that information was given. And we always do everything in writing. We always make sure, you know, to send it through a message type so that it's documented. Um, this particular customer, I saw through the tracking, and, and I always make sure to do a screenshot of these orders, but I saw through the tracking that they actually received it several days before their trip was scheduled to leave according to the date that they told me they were going to leave. So not only did they get it on time, they had it for their trip. Um, and it was very specific theme to, you know, where they were going. So about a month passes. We do have a return policy. No questions asked if you, you know, the, the item didn't fit. If it wasn't what you expected, just send it back to us. You will be paying for shipping but send it back to us and we'll refund you for the actual item. Um, we received no notification of that, of her, you know, having any issues or anything. Almost 60 days later, I want to say maybe closer to 45, 50 days, um, I receive a message telling me, um, I never received my item. Uh, can I request a full refund? So I had to go back and make sure that I looked at this order very closely and I had the um, confirmation that it had been delivered, exactly where it had been delivered. I confirmed the address um, and the fact that they waited almost two months to ask for a refund. They stated that it had never arrived. It never came, got to their doorstep. So my thought was, if this was delivered and you had notification that it was delivered, so many days before your trip. And then you um, said that it was not there. It, did, it wasn't delivered. So, and I understand packages get stolen sometimes. We've had it happen to us. But you waited until almost two months later to inform me that it didn't arrive to you when everything else shows that it did. We have to be very careful not to assume or call those people um out as not telling the truth because like I said I've had packages stolen as well I know those things happen but at the same time you are given a return policy of up to 30 days you can inform me from the day that you not from the day that you ordered it 30 days from the day that you uh, supposedly received it the delivery date you have 30 days and this was almost 60 days beyond that point and so, um, I had to go back and let this customer know. It clearly shows that it was left at your address. 
it shows that um, it actually arrived early. Um, I understand you went on your week-long trip, but after that, you had a whole 30 days to respond, and it is now almost two months. Um, the customer was not happy. They actually went and put a bad review before they even gave me a ch- before they even gave me a chance to respond to them. Now, this is where you know you just get someone who is um, jumping the gun. But by the time I got done, they actually went back and changed their review, and they put five stars. They went from from one star to five stars, and they put. Um, you know, had issues with my order, but the seller uh, was very responsive and um, great. I don't remember the exact words. But they changed their review. Didn't ask any more for the refund or anything. And so in my mind, it just makes me think either they just let it go or they really did receive the item and they were just trying to get a refund. It doesn't matter. Whatever the situation is, that's why we have rules, protocols, um, and and things set in place to protect our business, to protect those things that are clearly written and spelled out for our customers. And just in the way that we want to honor our return policies and such, we need for our customers to understand that they have to honor the time that we have given them to make that exchange or that return. And so we may have to approach these situations just saying, telling it like it is, But be patient and be respectful and be kind about it and listen to what they have to say and then respond. Don't react. And so that was just another example of how we can approach these situations knowing that I don't quite think that they understand. They may think that they're right in all aspects, but there's some details over here that we need to go over. But it can be done. And you see that the scenario ended with her changing her review giving us, you know, a five-star rating and just dropping it and letting it go. I've had to do that before too. So we can work through these issues, these customer service issues. Now, the last one is kind of um, a little silly. It was funny, but it still kind of threw me off for a moment. But there are, and I've heard this, I've actually read several stories about how people will try to take an item back to a store that they didn't even buy it from. And then there are stories where people just don't remember where they got it from. And so they just assume that it had to have been from a store and they take it back and try to return it. And they have to be told, you can't return this because you didn't buy it from us. It's nowhere in the system. So they're they're trying to figure out where they got this item from. Um, and then some stores are just like, that's fine. We'll refund you the money. I don't know how they end up doing that, but um, they just end up refunding them and taking the item back. Maybe that's that extreme. The customer's always right. Just refund them and let them go. I I don't know. If it wasn't my item, I would clearly let them know. You did not buy this from me. But there was a similar situation, again, with our Etsy store. And um, I had a customer come back and send me a message that said, I just received the item. Um, The personalization isn't on it. And it was such and such... You know, it was a such and such item. I don't want to say what it is in case the person's listening, but, um, which I don't know. That would be a good reach, right? If my Etsy store customers are actually listening to my podcast, but you never, you just never know. But, um, I looked at the item and I'm like, we don't even sell anything like that in our store, number one. 
Number two, we don't offer any personalization on any of our items. We just don't personalize. There's too much, you know, to do. It's extra work. Um, and they're buying it just for what it is anyway. There's no need to have to put somebody's name on it. I know it's a nice little extra there, but there's really no need to do that in, you know, in our particular shop. And then um, I go back to look at the person's uh, order and the, the purchase that they made is nothing in relation to the other item that they're talking about. So I just sent a really nice um, message back and I said, hi, you know, so-and-so. Um, this is Jennifer from the Expressions of Destiny Etsy shop. I just wanted to uh, tell you, I think you may have us confused with another purchase that you made from a different shop. We don't sell that item, nor do we offer personalization. So I just want to give you a heads up just in case, you know, so you might need to go back and check to make sure you're messaging the right person so that your order gets taken care of. She immediately responds, whoops, I am so sorry. I, I did confuse this order with another. I said, it's okay. I know it happens, but thank you for being a customer. You know, we did appreciate, we really do appreciate the order that you did place with us. I thought it was over. I got done. Um, and, uh, I, I went back to check the order and she had actually ordered from us like two or three months earlier. It wasn't even close to the time that she had ordered, but in responding to her concern, she turns around and says, by the way, I absolutely love my shirt. It was so beautiful. Thank you so much. And, um, ended up giving us a review. And so that turned into a positive for our business and our shop, just in having patience to deal with a customer, even when they, you know, they mistakenly messaged us thinking it was another store. So the bottom line is customer service, excellent customer service is not hard. And that is the training that is, that is missing in a lot of businesses is really just taking the um, human aspect and reminding your employees. We all have moments. We all go through days. We all have hard times. We have struggles, concerns, you know, worries, frustrations. Um, but when you are working here, you are here to serve the people that you are working for, right? We pay them to, um, maybe not enough sometimes, but we pay them to do their job. And we have to, we have to learn how to step into that position and remember the purpose and why we are there. And we don't train our people enough with that because if we only told them, if we took the time to tell them, you don't know, you don't even realize the difference you are making in someone else's life when you treat them with that compassion and that respect, and you don't know what you're doing in your own life. Because there were days that I would go into work when I did work for someone else, and I felt like I just didn't want to be there. But the moment I was able to have an interaction with the customer, and it was a good interaction, and even the bad interactions that I was able to turn around and make a good interaction, lifted my spirits the rest of that day to do the best that I possibly could because my heart was so happy that it helped to solve somebody else's problem. I was excited to be able to really 
turn their day around and give them something positive to go home with than to have to dwell on all of the mess that they came into my store with. Those little things can make a world of a difference. And if we remember to be human, because we remember that we are human, and so is that customer, and so is that coworker, why is this not being taught to our people that our position and our purpose is so much more important than that job? The position and the purpose of what we were created to do, the power that we have in our words, the power that we have in our actions, can change somebody else's life. You are not just a grocery store um, grocery picker. You are not just a uh, baker in a bakery. You're not just a stalker in a back room, a stock in the shelves uh, on the outside. You're not just someone who puts out all the new clothes you know, in our department stores. You have a greater purpose and position in your position to make a difference in the lives of the people that you meet every single day. And you never know when those people will end up changing your life. I remember, um, this is the last and final story. I remember about two or three years ago when I was working at this grocery store, um, and I was working on our business at the same time, just really trying to, uh, establish it, organize it, you know, get everything, our trainings and everything written out. And, um, I happened to run into two of my customers, husband and wife. They were always so sweet, but for some reason we stopped and started talking that day. We really started talking about business and life. And I, and I, I know I've shared this before too many times. I've had several people working in that position that would tell me, what are you even doing here? Why are you here? You don't seem like this is, you know, the job that you would want to do, <clears throat> but I knew it was temporary. But for some reason, um, these two customers stopped and just talked to me and we started talking about business and talking about, you know, some of the things that I had always wanted to do. We were uh, distributors for a um, CBD company at the time. And so that was kind of like a side gig, but, uh, we, we just really started to connect and they gave me their card. And I remember going and looking on the networking group that they were part of. And I didn't really do much with it because I was so consumed by this job and, and things at home and making sure that, you know, we were still trying to build the business that, um, I didn't pay attention to it until recently. And when I finally made that connection, I went to one event that led me to the next event. There have been so many relationships that have come out of that one couple that I met in Walmart. That one couple that um, took the time to stop and talk to me that day. They created a bridge for me to be able to cross over years later. And be able to connect with so many like-minded people, so many other business owners, um, people that I can help, people that I can pour into on a daily basis, people that I can serve. That's what's most important. But had I ignored my opportunity to make a difference in that place, in that store at that time, and to really pour into my customers as I was picking up groceries, had I ignored that, I wouldn't have made that connection. You are not just there to um, do a task. You are there to make a difference wherever you're at and know that you are not going to be there forever. I knew my time was very limited, but I did all that I could in the time that I was there 
so that when I moved on, I was ready to jump into the next great thing. So don't treat it as just a job. You need to treat it as a purpose and a position that brings life to that company, brings life and growth to your customers, to your fellow employees. And so I want to end with that today. I would love to hear what you think of when you hear the, the phrase, the customer is always right. And share with me, but tell me, even go as far as to share with me what you thought at the beginning of this episode and what um, came to your mind immediately the way that we've always thought and if anything changed after you heard what I had to share. I would really appreciate it because that is what we live for every day. It's just helping people understand there is something so much greater than an argument and a fight, a disagreement, a, um, a battle between who's right and, and who shouldn't be treated like what. There is something so much greater in our purpose and what it is that we've been called to do. So the customer is always right, even when they're wrong, because it is our place to serve them and to help them to understand the process, but also understand that we are listening to them, that we appreciate them, um, they are special to us. Although we do have a protocol or a way of doing things, we want to do everything we can to try to make it right. And so that is it for me today, you guys. Um, I would love to hear your feedback. Thank you again for joining me on another episode of um, Expressions of Destiny. And I will talk to you next week. God bless.